0: Hello and welcome to Metaphorically Speaking with me, Delia Delor, the podcast where we dissect popular mottos, mantras and metaphors, tracing their origins and finding how they translate to everyday life. Each week we have a special guest who resonates with their chosen expression.
1: I've
0: been doing a lot of traveling and collecting metaphors along the way, like pot calling kettle black and when it rains it pours. And I also make a lot of calls to my friends who I didn't get to see when I'm at airports. And when they ask me what I've been up to, and I mentioned this show, they always tell me of a metaphor or a quote that they use. And on my trips, I realize more and more that metaphors are figures of speech that state one thing that actually means something else. The metaphors we use on Metaphorically Speaking provide so many conversation pieces really And if you are a regular listener on this show, I'm sure you'll say, yes, it's true. When I go out or when I speak to friends and I say, oh, did you know where what goes around comes around, how it started and what it meant then and what it means now? And all of a sudden you start talking about people you knew or times that you said that phrase. And I really love this about this show. And I really hope that you continue to stay with us and also tell your friends about us and spread the word. And of course, you can follow us on our Facebook and Instagram pages and of course, subscribe to our podcast but this week we're talking about a metaphor that my guest reminded me isn't used much but I thought it was but on reflection I saw that he was right the metaphor is fit as a fiddle when last did you use or hear that term I'm sure most of you have heard the expression, as fit as a fiddle. It is, of course, a simile, a particular kind of metaphor that uses the word like or the word as when comparing something. In this case, it's comparing a person to something else. It's a curious comparison. So I hope you enjoy this week's episode as we shed some light on it, actually a lot of light on it, and discuss its relevance with our guest today, Tudor Davis. But first, let's have a little look at the simile, as fit As a fiddle. This phrase has changed a little over the centuries and changed in meaning even more. The word fit for instance used to mean appropriate or relevant. The way we use fitting, a good fit or fit for purpose these days and it sometimes carried a moral overtone as seemly. This is also how it was meant by Charles Darwin when he coined the phrase survival of the fittest in 1859.
2: When Darwin wrote his famous book about the process of evolution by natural selection, he filled 502 pages with new insight and careful observations. In spite of all his care, when people think of natural selection, a single phrase often comes to mind, survival of the fittest. It's a catchy bumper sticker description of the process of natural selection. You might be surprised to hear that this phrase wasn't actually in the first edition of Darwin's book. Instead, it was coined by one of his fans, and somehow it stuck. As Darwin so famously pointed out, the fittest traits are those which best help an organism pass those traits on to the next generation. Traits that might be a great fit in one environment might not be so great in another. Fitness is context-dependent. Now, if you plan to master the field of evolutionary biology, you should probably study the diverse ways in which fitness is talked about, modeled, and measured by researchers. The concept of inclusive fitness is especially interesting. It turns out there actually are ways to spread copies of your genes, even if you don't directly reproduce.
0: The first comparison with a fiddle in this sense to appear in print was by Thomas Nash in 1596, who mentioned a method as right as a fiddle. And this was taken up by Thomas Decker in 1603, who wrote, This comes down mistress and nurse as fine as a farthing fiddle in her petticoats and kettle. Strange, right? A decade later, William Horton's writings include this sentence. This is excellent. By faith as fit as a fiddle. But why a fiddle? Well, a fiddle is a sort of slang name for a four-stringed instrument, usually a violin. Who in the world hasn't heard of Stradivarius, the most famous maker of violin?
3: Even if you have never touched a violin before, there's a pretty good chance that you have heard of the violin maker Stradivarius. For many in the music world, it is a name synonymous with unparalleled quality. Stradivarius instruments have a sound that is supposedly impossible to find anywhere else. For centuries, musicians, instrument makers, engineers, and scientists have been trying to understand and reproduce the Stradivarius sound. They've investigated everything from the materials their maker used to how he crafted the violins, but the mystique is still there. Antonio Stradivari was a violin maker who lived in the northern Italian city of Cremona in the late 1600s and early 1700s. His name was often Latinized from Stradivari to Stradivarius, but people in the know just call his instruments strads. Today, only around 650 strads remain, and they are among the world's most sought-after instruments. They've been described as having a silvery quality to their sound. Which is easy to say, but it means nothing to me, and it's much harder to describe scientifically. But that doesn't mean scientists haven't tried. From chemistry to physics, forestry and psychology, scientists from all sorts of disciplines have tried to uncover the mysteries of Stradivari. But what makes Stradivari violins sound unique? But wait, we haven't asked this question. Are they actually unique? Do they really sound better than anything we could make today? Scientists set up double-blind tests in 2017, in which players who didn't know whether they were playing a modern violin or a Strad played for an audience that didn't know either. And when asked which sounded better, Neither the players nor the audience could reliably tell them apart. In fact, many actually preferred the sound of the modern instruments. So maybe the answer in the end lies with psychology. When musicians know they're playing a -a one-of-a-kind instrument passed down through generations of the world's greatest players, they might feel special and important, and maybe that helps them play better. And when we listen to someone who we know is playing a million-dollar Stradivarius, we feel special and important, so we might think it sounds better. Like how if we know a is expensive. We think it tastes better.
0: The staple of most orchestras, the violin, among with their sisters, the violas, cellos, and double basses, usually account for at least half of the instruments. The orchestra leader always plays first violin, and playing second fiddle has become a popular metaphor in its own right. They are adored for the sweet sound they produce in the right hands, either plucked, played with a bow, as well as renowned for their versatility in all kinds of music, from chamber quartets to hard rock and metal. emotive scenes from murder to loving tenderness. Of course, no mention of fiddles is complete without jazz and folk, bluegrass, jigs and reels, Hungarian or many other genres. The website, Fiddling Around the World, lists 24 genres of fiddle music and that doesn't include orchestral styles. Okay,
4: well, the big question of the hour, it's on everybody's lips. What's the difference between a fiddle and a violin? Well... I think that most people know the joke, the best joke about the difference between a fiddle and a violin is that nobody cares if you spill beer on a fiddle. But technically, there is no actual difference there.
0: Fiddles appear in many other proverbs and idioms, such as these from John Ray's 17th century collection of expressions. To have one's face, Made of a fiddle, meaning to be irresistibly charming or full of smiles like the curves of a violin. The least boy carries the biggest fiddle, tells us that those down the pecking order often left with the biggest burden of responsibility. He's got the fiddle but not the sticks, speaks of someone who has privilege but lacks application.
3: She has hung up her fiddle
0: would be said of someone who has retired or given up and who lives in hope, dances without a fiddle warns us against baseless optimism. And lastly, I'll leave you to work this one out.
3: There's many a good tune played on an old fiddle.
0: The Roman Emperor Nero wouldn't have had a violin like we know them today, but his reputation for fiddling while Rome burned is well known. Likewise, the devil probably didn't go down to Georgia and challenge young Johnny to a duel, but this song is a classic.
4: devil bowed his head because he knew that he'd been beat and he laid that golden fiddle on the ground at johnny's feet johnny said devil just come on back if you ever want to try again i done told you once you son of a b- i'm the best as ever been he played found on mountain run boys run devil's in the house of the rising sun the chicken in the bread pan picking out dough ready don't fight no child no.
0: Let's step aside for a few minutes and turn our findings into a conversation, which is what I ended up having with my guest this week. Tudor Davis has become a friend, one of those you don't need to talk to often, but know that they've got your back anytime you need it. We met many years ago when I was producing and hosting a television show throughout the Caribbean. And the show periodically went to the UK and the US. He lived in the UK and was on holiday in St. Lucia. I was in a coffee shop and he came up to me and he said, oh, you're de Delore. I follow you on your series and your TV show. Well, I'd love to buy you a coffee. And I was actually in a meeting with my team at that time. So we were quite taken back when he approached us. He actually waited for the meeting to be over. He sat down and he spoke to me about himself and what he was doing and about his love for Wales. And I said I'd never been to Wales and I've always wanted to. So he promised that the next time I went to England that he would take me to Wales. He has kept that promise. I am the one who every time I'm in England, I'm always too busy, but I'm really going to try my best to get to Wales. So it's just amazing how you can make friends through your work. And so now he's a guest and that's why it turned into more of a conversation, more than the metaphor itself or what he was up to. And I hope you enjoy it.
1: Judah, how are you? I'm I'm very good, thank you. I'm I'm very good. Um, uh, of course, you probably wouldn't know, but uh, we, being a Welsh boy, uh, we we've just started with the Six Nations rugby in the United Kingdom, uh, France and Italy, and um, uh, I will be down going down to Cardiff tomorrow for the second game, where we play Scotland. But uh, we didn't do it fair very well out in Ireland last week where we we were beaten quite badly. But there we go.
0: Well, you know, every time we talk, you always tell me about what's happening in the world of rugby. And um, I'm, I'm I always, I always have this been, big been smile a, on my face. Being
1: a Welsh boy, it's in my blood, though, of
0: course. <laughs> still, yeah. Well, good for you. Good for you. Well, thank you for talking uh, to me today. And, uh, you know, we were talking about uh, being fit as a fiddle. And, you know, a lot of people, they think of it as someone just being so fit. Is that how you think about it?
1: Well, it, it's, it's a saying that um, when I was growing up, I suppose if someone asked an elderly person, for example, uh, if you had a, a parent, a grandparent in their 80s, late 80s, 90s, and someone said, oh, how is Mary doing? And a lot of the time the reply would be, oh, she's as fit as a fiddle. The phrase as fit as a fiddle, it actually dates back to the 1600s in British England. And a lot of the younger people this day and age, they, they say, well, where, where did it all come from? What, what does it mean? And what happened was in, in that era, the violin was picked out as an example, because of the beautiful shape and the instrument had a very particular sound.
0: Well, I'm surprised that you would know that because I didn't know that until, you know, researching this for the programme. I didn't know that. I felt like everybody else, it was just a matter of speaking, you know? It was just so as a fiddle. But I think as I've got older because i am more musically inclined especially i have a real love for classical music i tend to see the expression differently now i see it as and tell me if you can if you can see the way that i'm seeing it okay i see it like you know a fiddle is very tiny and precious and if you put your finger in the wrong place, you're not going to get that sound, that note that you're looking for. And whether it's a high pitch or it even sounds like a scream sometimes, if it's not tuned properly, then you just it's just not going to be great.
1: Well, it's very similar with life, isn't it? If your body isn't tuned properly, or you neglect it, or you... Your diet isn't good or your exercise is not there. Your, your yeah. health will suffer. Yeah. And of course the violin, it has, it, it's an actually, it's a beautiful shape, isn't it? Yes. If people take time to look at it, you're, you're quite right. If, you, if it's nurtured and it's looked after, you'll get the results out of it. But then fit came to mean in good physical shape. That's what it actually Become, uh, became to mean in, in, in probably the last hundred years or so. And so, fit as a fiddle came to mean in good condition physically.
0: But if we translate that back to our violinist, yes. it also means that that violinist has to be finger-fit, perhaps, <laughs> and shoulder fit. And um, they must have some form of stamina because they stand all the time. Don't most of them, most of them, they stand. And when they practice and stuff like that, you have to be physically fit the stamina that you need, although you, it looks like you're just sitting there and you're just, but the concentration that's going into your play, that's another way of Looking at being fit as a fiddle, there are many many connotations that we don't stop to think about though we just take them for face value, which is what I think we do when we just say fit as a fiddle." We just think, "Oh, especially you know if if someone becomes poorly or you hear news about someone who's poorly and you say, "Oh, the last time I saw them, they appeared fit as a fiddle, so in a way, that could also be superficial
1: yes. I agree. I agree with that. But of course, how how often in this day and age have you heard anyone use that expression? I Not heard. very often now, isn't it? It's it's a sort of um, it's sort of disappeared uh, in time gone by, hasn't it?
0: Yeah, I suppose so. I haven't thought about it that way, but I suppose so.
1: I, I've never heard my nieces, or probably, you, you know, your daughter or your son, when you ask them about mm. someone, turning round and saying, "Oh, they're as fit as a fiddle." <laughs> yeah,
0: you know, <laughs> you what? just it's
1: wouldn't surprising. get it this day and age. We've yeah. we, we, we've sort of moved on for that one, but it's um, it was of the time, and it, it it sort of told someone that someone that may have been Pooley is now. A lot fitter. Yeah, you... And it's an easy term in those days to use, I suppose.
0: You made a point there. I suppose it's showing our age because until you said it, I didn't think about how often I've heard it, you know, recently. But I do know that as soon as someone says as fit as a fiddle, you get it. You know exactly what it means. It doesn't matter how how old you are. I think if I told my, my grandson, who is 11, oh, you know... Uh, something like, oh, go downstairs and get something for me. Come on, I know, you know, you can climb those stairs. You're as fit as a fiddle. He'll get it straight away. Yes. You know?
1: Yes, he but, probably would, yes. Yeah. Yes.
0: But you're right. It's not something that... I wonder what what, what it's re- replaced with, as as a fiddle. I think about it. I can't think of anything similar. I know that's
1: the midwives similar. going back to the 1700s would use the term uh, as fit as a farthing, fiddle for the for the newborn child, because a farthing was tiny, wasn't it?
0: Yes, but why fit of a farthing?
1: They, they tended to use that um, uh, periodically as well.
0: Yeah, but still, we're going back. We're going back. Oh, instead yeah. we're, of we're going, going forward.
1: You, you know, yeah. we're going back and back and back. That's gonna bug but, me uh, now. I, I I let let's be honest. This day and age now, I. I I haven't heard uh, when when we spoke about it recently. That was the first time I would heard that saying for probably ten years. Wow, it's a very clever, descriptive, and if you think about it and break it down, it's um, it's pretty it's pretty correct in uh, what it uh, you know what it's trying to say, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'm
0: still trying to think of what the modern-day version of Fit as a Fiddle would be. Maybe my researchers will come up with it, but I can't, at the top of my head, I can't think of a modern-day Fit as a Fiddle, even though we talk no, so people, much about... People health tend and to things. say,
1: now, Mighty Fine or something like that, don't they? Mighty Fine. How oh, you doing, mate? Oh, I'm Mighty Fine. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, you that's, know that's... that's
0: an old one as well. Mighty Fine. I don't I don't, I don't know that one, Mighty Fine. I, would, I know so, Strong as a Horse strong
1: as a horse? Yeah, that 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 was a very very good um uh, saying that uh, you would get you would hear somebody say uh, oh yes, he's as strong as a horse. Mm. You know, and yes, that's um that's a very good uh, sort of um describing someone's health again, isn't it? I I suppose. Yes, in in that respect.
0: Yeah, because the only other thing that comes uh, comes to my mind is really, it's about fitness, but it's not direct. Um, have you heard um, an apple a day keeps the doctor away?
1: Yes, I have.
0: Yeah, that's another one.
1: I'll have to, I was trying to think about an apple a day. I, I don't tend to. Uh...
0: <laughs> Again, we don't hear it, but I believed in it. And I do still believe in it, an apple a day. <laughs> that's what we were told. An apple a day keeps the doctor away.
1: But stay well, and it's been very good talking to you. Yes,
0: yes, and you. That was a really comfortable chat. I'm sure you will all agree. When talking with friends, we sometimes say the same thing in a different way. And we say it many more times, don't we? But I forgot to mention that every time I hear the expression fit as a fiddle, I also think of the other term, which is being second fiddle. I know that it means two different things, but I use that, I think, more than fit as a fiddle. So being second fiddle. Yeah. okay. anyway, let's find out some more about the phrase fit as a fiddle.
1: See, I reckon you're about an eight or a nine maybe even nine and a half in four beers time that blue top sharp top you've got on is nice bit too much fake tan no but yeah you score high but there's just one little thing that's really 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 annoying me about you you see yeah yeah like i said you are really fit but my gosh don't you just know it i'm not trying to pull you even though i would like to i think you are really
0: don't you know the use of the word fit to mean in good physical shape may have come to the fore with the conscription for the First World War, when in the absence of prior medical symptoms, it seemed that a man could be classified as fit for active service, meaning suitable for sending to the front after just a cursory physical check. The artist George Gross produced a famous drawing in 1916 depicting a skeleton being passed as such by a doctor with army generals looking on. I've seen that picture and I couldn't believe it when I saw it. Well, it's a drawing actually. But anyway, war is often still the subject of satire.
3: Looking forward to the big push. No, sir, I'm absolutely terrified. <laughs> Ooh, the healthy humor of the honest Tommy. <laughs> Don't worry, my boy. If you should falter, remember that Captain Darling and I are behind you. About 35 miles behind <laughs> you.
0: Who do you think you are, kid, Mr. Hitler? if you think we're on the run we are the boys who will stop your little game we are the boys who
1: will make you think again cause who do you think you are kidding mr hitler if you think oldie
0: The second period of conscription in the UK, last century, started with World War II and continued until as late as 1960, and of course, enforced military service continues today in allied countries such as Denmark and Israel. So that's plenty of time for an idiom to become well-established, and even decades later, lead to a flourishing new trend.
2: This is what 30 minutes of boot camp tastes like. Come on, Palatine. Let it flow. Reach
3: all the way up.
4: Check your vibe. It's time to grind, Peloton. Let's turn it up. Come on. What's up, hustlers? Welcome to Peloton Outdoor. Let's get jogging.
1: <laughs> Find your rhythm, baby. One, two, one, two. So many Peloton newbies on the leaderboard today. Welcome to the family.
0: The Metaphorically Speaking team did come across quite a number of alternative similes and metaphors for physical fitness, comparing a person to a butcher's dog or a brick outhouse, for example. But for now, let's stick with that fiddle or violin metaphor, because another key aspect to violins is how much care they need. Some of you may know a professional violinist or a keen amateur and know how careful they are with their instrument. To maintain a good tone, it must be kept away from too much moisture. At the same time, however, if the wood becomes too dry, it may split. Too much heat could cause warping and, of course, it can be badly damaged by knocks and falls. Cleaning and polishing is routine. The neck must be inspected and pegs replaced when they start to wear or show signs of weakness. Some players favour a soft carrying case, others a hard case, but in any case, the instrument needs protection. Of course, there have to be spare springs on hand, as we'll see and hear later. All this care and attention is to keep the violin in tip-top condition so that it is always as ready to play as possible, so that it is fit for its purpose to be a good fit into the band or orchestra. So I don't think fit as a fiddle sounds very curious at all anymore. Now, I mentioned earlier that concert violinists keep spare strings on hand at all times. Many violin solos and orchestral pieces require attack on the strings with a bow or plucking with the fingers. These techniques weaken them even more than regular playing with a bow. See if you can hear a string snapping before the soloist in this next clip swaps violins with the leader and carries on. Did you hear it? Other styles of fiddle playing are much more aggressive on the strings and bow. Here are some. it was great a little bit of bark that old devil still trying his luck down in georgia and rounding off with the wonderful marek pavelic at the end there of course Fit as a fiddle probably took hold in common parlance mostly because of the alliteration, which makes language more fun in some ways and definitely makes phrases more memorable. As if to prove the point, here are four alternatives to fit as a fiddle that use the same alliteration, just off the top of our heads here at Metaphorically Speaking. Fit as a flea, in fine fettle, fighting fit, or fit as a ferret. Maybe you have a different favourite, or maybe you're wondering which one fits you best. I hope you'll be able to fit in a visit to Metaphorically Speaking again next week. My thanks for today to my guest, Tudor Davis, and of course to the team of writers, editors, and technicians who make this show possible. Don't forget, if you'd like to suggest a metaphor for an upcoming show yourself, you can reach us at colorful.com forward slash shows forward slash Delia, or by email at info at metaphoricallyspeaking.uk. We'd love you to share the show with your friends and leave a comment on colorful.com. You can also listen and subscribe to our podcast, Metaphorically Speaking, speaking, which is on apple spotify and all major streaming platforms we depend on you to help us grow so we can produce the best content for you to enjoy until next time from me Delia Delors, be safe and have a great week goodbye